Okay. Hello, welcome back to Tea Talks with me, your host, Tiana Lamb. I have a new guest, someone I honestly haven't spoken to in a hot minute. It's a really old friend. My I know her as Natalia, but you guys are going to know her as Bambi. Um, or Bambiosa. I don't know how you want me to pronounce it. I, I just think Oliviosa when I look at that. Bambi's fine. So introduce yourself. Uh, well, yeah, my name's Natalia, but commonly go by Bambi just because I have this issue with my name where no one gets it right. Like, never, ever, even if they've <laughs> known me for a while. It's always Natalie, Natasha, Nadia. Not. There are right. so many variations <laughs> people call me. They never get it right. So I'm just like, here's an easy name. It's Bambi. I am. I am a deer. <laughs> I'm a little youngling, I'd say, kind of youngling. I'm aging, though gross um but i'm a currently going into my i'm not even gonna say it but i'm on my last year of undergrad doing psych and criminology because oh i love the brain and i can't say i love criminals i just i'm just fascinated (laughs) by people's like deviant behaviors i love criminal (laughs) so like short term like Right now, I'm kind of like in my design girly era, so I'm doing, I don't know, I'm hoping to do UX design straight out of undergrad, and then in the future, Ooh. I want to go back for my PhD in behavioral neuroscience, so that's like, Ooh, pop the fuck off. I've, I've got goals, you know, I'm not completely lost out here, but I still don't feel like goals. I know what I'm doing. That's so. good, that's good. Congratulations, proud of you. Um. <laughs> So today, for today's podcast episode, I kind of wanted to go over a little more of a deeper topic than the previous episodes that you guys have already listened to. Um, I've already talked about a few deep kind of topics before, but this kind of goes a little more like family deep oh i kind of talked about family deep i'd say we're exposing family secrets out here like like you know immigrant child of an immigrant like oh uh, yeah (laughs) like just problems as i would say a first generation american yeah or first generation because you're in canada yeah 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 i was like I remember you in Canada. You in the oh, like you're in Vancouver side, right? No, I'm Toronto. You're BC. Side. You're Tor- Toronto side. Ah, yeah, so ah. that's like that's New York side, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I would love to go uh, to BC. I've got that's like the one province I, on my bucket list. So <laughs> I remember in high school when I went to like Vancouver side, and then I was like, yeah, I was like. Hey, yo, I'm in Canada, and you were like, which side? And I was like, Vancouver, and you were like, ew. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did I remember you? you? I remember you saying that shit to me, like, ew, think- BC, what the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I feel like I might have said that as, like, a kind I of mean, like, oh, you didn't come to, like, Toronto. You didn't, like, come, you didn't to come to my where side? Yeah. My block, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Hello? Beautiful. <laughs> like, see the mountain. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. It was Love so it, but. It was so pretty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, children of immigrant. I, I've I've lived in Canada most of my life. Like I'm not born here. I'm a citizen now, but like I've lived here most of my life. And so <laughs> there's really just been that wrangle of 
what my family expects from culture back home mm. versus, you know, integrating mm. into Canadian society. And it's like, mm. okay, let's, ha- let's kind of go into like background then, right? Let's go into background okay. of like our parents. So my family, my background's a little bit kind of all over the place. So my parents were born in Vietnam, South side, Vietnam, South Vietnam, you know, war ridden Vietnam. And so that is their home. That is their native land. That is what all of their, that's, that's where their language comes from, their food, everything. But our bloodline itself comes from mainland China. So people from Guangdong, China, uh, immigrated over to Vietnam to escape communism in China. And then communism, I guess, just followed them <laughs> into <Yeah>. Vietnam. <laughs> so, so my parents know both the language. Um, their parents knew both the language. And, like, the traditions and the morals and things like that that were passed down have still been relatively both Chinese and Vietnamese because, of course, Chinese from, you know, like, ancestors. And then Vietnamese because of just the surroundings, right? It's not really, like, you can just forget one or, like, not do the other. Um so then my parents are technically Chinese Vietnamese. I am Chinese Vietnamese, Vietnamese American because I'm a first gen bitch. Um, <laughs> and so I'd say that with like the mixing of everything, my parents like dealing with a war ridden country, it just kind of like adds a lot to the top, you know? Um, so that's my background. What's your background? Okay, so you're coming, you know, from Asia. I do have Asian like a background so like i'm very like a multicultural mixed bitch i mean if you look at me you're gonna be like oh she's black so like people i've often get people like if i tell them my country which is guyana that's where i'm from that's where my parents are from they'll assume i said ghana or something and they're like oh you're from africa and i'm like no never been haven't seen this i haven't seen it or they'll assume i'm from the caribbean and while because i'm dark-skinned you thought i was from here (laughs) (laughs) no yeah it's just like Oh, well, I'm not, yeah, it's just like, I, I'll say Guyana and they'll go, oh, Ghana. And I'm like, no. Did I say Ghana? <laughs> and yeah, but like, they'll also just like assume Caribbean and, you know, mm. while culturally Guyanese like are like Caribbean, like we are considered Caribbean, we're not geographically Caribbean. We're from South oh. America, but we're like mm-hmm. the only English speaking country there. So it's like a very, I don't want to say like isolated, like it's just very different from all of South America, which mostly speaks Spanish. It's either Spanish, mm, Portuguese, yeah, and then yeah, we've got yeah. some Dutch and French in there. Um, okay. But yeah, but on my mom's side, she's like, um, she's Indian. Like that's their main thing. She's got a little bit of black in there. Um, and then in Guyana, it's not like Native American. It's called Amerindian, which stands for American Indian. But um, it's more oh. specifically, it's just natives that immigrated down there from up here so but Uh they're considered amerindian so it's kind of the same thing but yeah they've been living there for Uh a while now you know they're indigenous to the land like they wouldn't be here in north america um Mm -hmm. so i've got that background on my mom's side and then my dad's side he's just like mainly black and i do know there's heavy influences from africa on his side but i don't know too much about that and then the odd kicker in there the people like are always surprised about is Chinese like that's um, about Chinese on my dad's side my great-great-grandfather very first president of the country I was born in to Guyana he's what? Chinese if you google him if you google hey, yo, him, no cap? Chung, you'll see him no cap wait wait Arthur Chung Arthur Arthur Chung. like 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 
like like the like the fucking rat the, yeah the aardvark he's an aardvark oh shit <laughs> wait like, arthur, arthur ch chung c-h-u-n-g yes the very tiny thing so. hey yo what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck yeah, that's the one thing. You can see it in my eyes, actually. I've got very... Really? You got Asian eyes? Yeah, I do. The monolid and Say everything it. my mom wants. Say Wait. it. You got... Cheeky eyes. <laughs> you want to know something? What's up? Growing up, that's what everyone called me. Like, they oh, understand, like, the kind of offensiveness. I would yeah. always get called tiny eye or cheeky eye. Like, those were the two. I'm not that's even okay. kidding. I was making fun of for my eyes when I was growing up, too. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, very multicultural that is so interesting. background. And but mainly I'd say like it's just Caribbean influence. It's been the main thing that kind of like mm. being um, you know, a kid like from the Caribbean and like if mm. you know you want to think drink Jamaica, Barbados, like mm. all those places there, you know, that people know. Um I wouldn't say so much more the Latin side of the Caribbean, but still yeah, the Caribbean, that's what that's the biggest influence culturally for uh-huh. us so. so what's this like melting pot of everything you still gonna get beat like an asian oh. you know oh, definitely <laughs> and it's a, here's the thing too like the ethnic makeup of guyana is so diverse and the two largest populations like ethnically is actually indian and chinese like those are mm-hmm. the two largest populations there and then i Damn. think black is like third or fourth and that's Black is like a whole umbrella for like African or North American and Caribbean. Mm, like, mm-hmm. And then we've got our whole indigenous everything. population. So it's just like a melting pot, but like, you know, there's still, yeah, definitely the ass whoopings. <laughs> you can't escape from that shit. The certain punishments, it's just certain expectations of taking care of your family, you know, like you're mm-hmm. indebted to them basically. Like Fuck I brought you to this yeah. earth, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's I've done so much for you in this life, like you know, like you gotta pay me back and then yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> just talking about that. Like I said, I was born in Guyana, so I like got raised with some of that more like stringent strict culture Mm -hmm. and then transitioning moving here you know they really wanted to uphold that into me but now i've got Mm -hmm. younger siblings who were born in canada and they are canadian Mm -hmm. yeah they are fully canadianized you know they're very you know the culture is just different with them and sometimes i just sit here and see because i'm like you lucky you bitch. Never, you lucky you yeah, are born you in this never, fucking country. <laughs> it's like, you guys have never let me get away with these things. Like, like, my, like one of the things I can talk about right now, like, I would have gotten my behind whooped for walking uh-huh. with tops or, sh- like, shorts that are considered too short. You know, anything above my knees was too short. Oh, yeah, fuck. My sister right now, that's all she's rocking. Crop top and shorts. I mean, like, I'm kind of doing that right now, but, like, mine are, like... Like not booty shorts, kind of like oh, no. boy shorts. She's not, in, like, like, she's not in booty shorts or anything, but they're like mm-hmm. so. From that would have been too short for me, but with her, they're not. And like, I'm just like, like, like it's breaking, it's breaking school dress code. That's funny over here. Like most schools, just like especially in, like in my county and my this is a huge county. I didn't go to school at the same school my siblings did because we mm-hmm. moved after I finished high school. Mm-hmm. But they got like. Back when I was in high school, yeah, they basically said, um, 
fuck a dress code. The only thing you can't do are clothing with offensive words. And we can't, we don't need mm-hmm. to see your underwear. That was it. You could wear crop tops, like anything. Mm-hmm. You could do anything. It was just no offensive and no undergarments. And that was it. And honestly, most people were still pretty like conservative as like the most girls would do was wear crop tops you wouldn't really see booty shorts that much i mean we're in canada so we didn't have that many months of the year to be honestly our national anthem slaps but (laughs) yeah it's just like that's one thing it's just like the dressing like even now my sister she'll get reprimanded for dressing a certain way but it's it's nothing to the severity that i got like the mm. yelling, the beatings, like for me, it was like physical. It's getting physical out here. We get CPS called on them. It's funny you mentioned that. My mom has got, I, got, got CPS called. Yes, <laughs> ours is CPS here, but they've definitely been in wait, the wait, house so, multiple so, times. What is what does that stand for? CAS. It's like Canadian. I don't. Let me Google this, but it's CAS, not CPS over here. Oh, because um, CPS stands for Child Protective. Oh, Children's Society? Aid Services or Sur- Society. Yeah. Okay. Mine, CPS is Child Protective Services. <clears throat> yeah. But my I'm mom sure had like, CPS yeah. called on her uh, when I was younger. My mom obviously is not talking about it, but like, you know. <laughs> It's saying chemical abstraction process. No, yes, Children's Aid Societies. That's what it is. So that's that's like the general thing here in in Canada. CES and every province has their own little, you know, division of them and whatnot. But they've been involved. And I can, like, see that, like, turning point from the first time they were involved to that shift in how my family treated me. Like, Uh uh-huh. Because the first time they got involved, we still weren't, like, actual official citizens. We were still permanent residents here. And they were just, like, you know. even scarier. Holy fuck, bro. They're, like, immigration status, you know, is basically. They're like, wait. No, I thought Let me stay in this country. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're, like, (laughs) that's another thing I talk about. It's just, like, the way the 180, like, people would become, like, they would come in the workers and be, like, They'd be like, you have such a lovely home. It's so nice. Your cupboards are full. Like this and that. And I'm like, oh, bro. It's like when a friend <laughs> comes over and shit, they become like the nicest person. As soon as the door oh, closes, yeah. they're gone. They yell and scream for every little thing that they like remember you doing during the time that, you know, they couldn't yell at you. You get even worse beating and all that. So for me, like the beatings may have stopped, but the verbal abuse. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, crazy! Well, it ramped up, okay, to compensate for the lack of <laughs> the verbal and emotional. I can't hate you because you're an adult. You know what? <laughs> I'll hit you with my words. And even so, now, like becoming an adult, that emotional minute—that's something like parental. Like, it's always been a thing from young, but even now, it's even more so like prominent in my life. You know, it's just like. All that I've done for you. How could you treat your family like this? Like, mm. there's just... Oh, they have these sort of words. They like to jab, jab, jab. Mm. Yeah, it's Oh, funny. and if... Mm-hmm. One of my biggest thing, too, like, with that, it's, like, always telling me 
don't bring that white people nonsense into this house or you can't be acting <laughs> like your white friends or oh i luckily don't deal with that that's, that's one thing let I me tell not, you I... my family is like they're gonna you know we can't be racist blah 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 like fuckers like you are because it's not only to white people i swear they're it's so to everybody <laughs> and let me tell you something though you see how i said my mom's side of the family's indian yeah they didn't want my mom to be with my dad because the baby would come out too dark okay oh dude indians have like oh my god they like hate dark skins bro i have a friend that's that's indian he's like yeah no like they 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 hate each other over there (laughs) like fuck yeah and even though like even when i was in the womb you know cooking in the womb my mom broke up with my dad (laughs) while i was in vitro because they kept trying to like pressure her to like well, first mm-hmm. of all, they were like saying my dad was good for nothing, like, you know, poor and like really talking down to his status, which funny enough now that like, my dad's been hardworking, like always provided for me. I have a car, okay, because of my dad, like he pays for my car and my insurance, like been my number one rock mm-hmm. going through, but just like, yeah, in the room, they kept talking about how dark this baby was going to be and how the mm-hmm. dad was good for nothing. And I'm like, it's just... Yeah, a lot of that has been brought here, okay? They brought it to this country, too. They did not keep it back home. <laughs> you crossed about... the fucking ocean to still do this shit? Yeah, but, like, talking about that, have you ever been threatened to get sent back? I know, like, for me, because I actually immigrated with them, I got that threat to send my ass back home. So, no. I've, but I've had, I've had friends who were born here, like, other, like, minorities like immigrants they were born here and their parents will start to send them back home they'd be like i sent Aww. you packing and you'll come back here it's like you'll be straightened out and whatnot so well i've had okay they haven't said like anything like exactly like that to me but they do say like you don't understand what it's like back home like you know like the things oh. that i had to deal with you know like you're so lucky you're so spoiled that you're lucky that you were born here you don't have to deal with the things that i dealt with at home if you were to if you were to live there, you would never be able to oh, yeah. survive. Like you wouldn't know what to do. Like you can't survive. Blah 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 blah. Like, you're so spoiled. So they don't they don't like tell me like they'll send me back to get me straight. But they just they just literally say like hey, you're like you literally if you get sent back, if I were to do that, you're just gonna fucking die because like you just don't yeah. know how to like live your life. And I was like, actually, yeah, they I'm definitely that's something. <laughs> they definitely called me spoiled a lot and like mm. feel like oh like you've. You've had it easy compared, and like I can get it. Like first yeah, of all, like yeah, if oh, I have yeah, an odd kid, like, I want my kids to have an easier life than I have. But it's just also like I was. Yeah, that's every country. generation. I've, I've experienced the shit too. Like it might not have been for as long as they have because they've been alive longer. Duh, <laughs> and it's not mm-hmm, might have been like, exactly like so much. But I still remember it, and I'm just like, who are you talking to? Like I've experienced my own fair share of trauma before I was even in the double digits of age you know right phrasing but it's just big like, facts but like and now this is like one thing like i want to talk about is like how those like viewpoints that they hold of us as children like has impacted one mental health that's a big picture thing with immigrant yeah. families okay mm-hmm. and then also just education wise and mm-hmm. i know it's like for me like with education Mm-hmm. obviously like my family wanted to be like educated and like well like yeah be more successful so here's the thing when I, I immigrated here not with my dad and mom because i told you they broke up like when i was cooking in the room um oh. <laughs> so 
I don't mm-hmm. with my mom and my stepdad. And so there's also this like this third family influence like in my life. I have to talk mm-hmm. about how like that. They're also Guyanese as well, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's just like this trifecta basically of bullshit <laughs> is what I call it. It's just mm-hmm. they like, you know, have all that influence and like what like obviously the big thing has just been like success and success is measured in money especially over oh, here oh. Um, oh and i'm not God. saying like you money's not rich, the key to happiness like, yeah. like but for me i've never wanted to be like so like overwhelmingly like wealthy like i want to be content in life and i want to be able to oh, meet yeah. all my basic needs and then of course spend a little more like if i want to collect stupid things like squishmallows like i want to be able to do that without worrying exactly. you know yeah 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 and yeah, so yeah, yeah. With, like, the education, but, like, for me, I know, like, especially, like, Asian, I, I like, my school itself has a lot of Asian um, immigrant, um, not immigrants, international students, okay? A lot of them, the biggest is, like, from Hong Kong and China and mm. then surrounding areas, and that's parental expectations of doing well, getting good grades, you have to land a Specifically high going to an international school, especially for them there. Like oh, my yeah. my my ex boyfriend, he was from Hong Kong. Went to a because his family's rich. Uh, went to a very prestigious high school in Hong Kong that is specialized in international like after high school like transfers. And so that's yeah. why he transferred to a school in California. And like all of his other friends went to like his friends oh. went to Australia, France, Canada, like all yeah, around Europe and shit like that. That have done that where they come mm-hmm. from like these prestigious high schools and they'll do a mm-hmm. transfer to like kind of like an intermediate here in canada and then they're able to get into you know these oh no it's a full schools. it's I mean, a full high school over there for my ex-boyfriend full high school and like as soon as you graduate you go to oh yeah no school. yeah I, well I've, I've like i've met a couple of people who've done like half and half or like full mm-hmm. and like i mean there's other things like i've encountered like one thing like when i started out university like every student was like referring to their ib scores i still don't know what that is okay I've oh been yeah here same years. i still don't know what ib is and all of them I've always seen talked that. about it and how they had to do it and i was just like i was just aiming for mid 80s basically to we did, I, I did the sats what the fuck is an ib <laughs> no yeah, yeah i've seen that on like study grams and study blurs of like oh i'm studying yeah. for my ib level i'm like oh fuck is that and yeah, i just assume like- that it's like an asian european thing it's like their yeah. SATs and APs, and I'm like, Ugh. it's definitely heavily in like Asians, but I think it's just for international students wanting to compete here to make sure their like level of education is at the same standard oh. as it's over here. And it. you know, North America is like minus Mexico. I do have to say minus Mexico, unfortunately. I love Mexican culture, but like mm. Canada and the U.S. like they're very neck and neck with certain things. Um, so I do, yeah, I still don't know what IB is, but I know that's like a big thing. And I just, I know for me, however, it's just like, I kind of put that like expectation for education on myself because I've always been ac- academically driven. I love school. I love learning. Like you can't take that away from me. I think it's like my only redeeming quality is my strive mm. for like academia. And I've always mm. loved that, but like, coming out the gate being so strong academically like i think that mm. just set me up for failure because like okay yeah. i have friends who like also like performed at the same level as me but it was because their parents like were actually like supportive and getting them proper like tutoring and like steps and like 
was just like, you know, it's okay if you falter by the wayside and whatnot, but mine was like coming from this different area where I set the bar so high for me, like little down, you know. I was like okay. two and a half, learning to count to a hundred. So I was like, little, bitch the I, fuck. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> what he used to do was like, where the like back in Guyana, where the bus dropped us off, like it would be like a two to three kilometer. I don't, I don't. I feel like yeah, it was like bitch, only three kilometers walk home. Bitch, don't be talking this Canada outside of America. Talk to me. What the fuck is three it's kilometers? Like two, it's like 1.72 miles ish so it's like oh okay not, not too bad not too it's bad. not too bad but like you know little i'm a little but you're a little kid six yeah. three and like i like get exhausted and like yeah i'd be okay. like okay if you can count to 100 i'll give you a piggyback the whole way and so oh! that was like my motivation that's for, cute though you know. that's cute though so I like I like and I always like learning. So it wasn't like anything too bad for me. But like I just uh-huh. had these steps. Like I went into school being a bit more advanced than the other kids, and I just mm-hmm. I was more self disciplined with like studying. But then also as I got older, like I realized, oh, I don't need to study as hard to get good grades. Like I will BS the hell out of this, and so like I lost that like discipline basically oh, to facts. keep facts, myself. Bitch. I started fucking know. cheating in like fifth grade. I started cheating in fifth grade. I don't give a fuck anymore. I <laughs> Which is super early on. <laughs> didn't start cheating, basically. But what happened was that, like, I, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I was, like, out of the gate. And, like, you know, family started expecting certain things from me. Like, I had to get mm. all A's in school. My reports, mm. like, I don't know if you guys got the, like, behavioral kind of, like, where I would say, like, your initiative, your organization skills. Like, whatever. They'll talk mm. about, like, those skills. We had that. I was expected to get all E's for excellence. Like, if I got a G for good or an S for satisfactory, oh, my God, my fucking wife was over. So, so, so in elementary school, we did have, like, those, like, different letter grades. But it was more for, like, the actual academics. Um, But a little bit of it was, like, very behavioral. But then always, every time at the the bottom, because the product reports for those are so fucking big. Oh, yeah. I don't know if yours was like that too, but like they're like like a fucking eleven by sixteen piece of paper for no reason, and it's like so big. And then at the bottom where it says notes, it always says Tiana was a really good student, but she was very talkative and really disrupted the class all the time. <laughs> always, yeah, literally, Mine, always. Yeah, my issue was not taking enough initiative, and I still suck with that. Okay, like that's my one Damn. thing. I don't. I don't want to be a leader, okay? I'm fine with being a follower. Like, people are always, like, harping on me for not wanting to be a leader. And I'm like, fuck all that noise. No, thank you. Okay. But just, like, for me, yeah, that was, like, one thing. I'm like, if I didn't get, like, if there was just this expectation for me to do these things on my own, like, my family, you will do well with us, us, any pressure. And, like, I was doing fine until I got to high school and my mental health, like, just dove off the fucking sea and tower and mm. crashed. <laughs> <laughs> boulevard Uh it was such a high like it was from so high to so low and that was Mm -hmm. like in high school where i started like struggling more so i had to got i got put on this thing called an iep but there was so much okay i got hospitalized okay i got put in the psych ward like so like i said tas got you went to grippy sock jail yeah i've never been to grippy sock jail before oh i have a different friend that has been to grippy sock jail I have been 
on one and a half. There was one where it was kept overnight, so I don't count it as a full because it wasn't too oh, many two okay. hours. I was like, fuck you mean half? <laughs> like, <laughs> only only your grippy socks went? Like, fuck you mean? And honestly, they were the ones, they were very, like, being like, oh, how do you feel? Like, you know, we'll just keep you for this long. Like, they were just mm. a lot more relaxed with it. But they were good, like, getting me in a program right away with that. But anyways, like I said, it was, like, nosedive and, like, I still managed to, like, keep up this illusion for the most part of, like, getting good grades. So it was definitely a bit more, like, you know, what's something I did? Like, like I said, be more secretive, like, only Mm. show them the good parts. Like, I became more, like, I would communicate with them. I wouldn't show them the physical reports. I'd be like, we don't get paper copies anymore. (laughs) And they don't bother contacting parents if the student is doing well. So you're not going to hear anything like That's true. Like, you could be getting, like, C's. Like, you know, like, half C's, half B's. And, like, they're not going to contact. But, like, if you're going any lower than that, you know, like, yeah, they're going to contact. So, like, you're, like, barely passing. So there's no one's going to I I don't know. Like, with, like, grading system, America is different than Canada. Um, So for us, from 80 to 100, that's where the (laughs) A's So, yeah, ours, like, what what would be, like, a, a, B, and C? A, B, C, D for us. Oh, my fucking God. I completely forgot. Okay, y'all bitches yeah. have school so much easier because, like, an 80%. Per- no, sorry. Is it worse? I don't remember. Yeah. An 80%. 80% here. is an A minus. Yeah. It's a. Fuck you. Yeah. You guys have the fucking and better it's a D minus there. Oh, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. I think we talked about this before. I was like, look, you bitch. <laughs> we have a pretty good education system. It's just the grading is yeah. different. You want to see who have it easy? Go to the UK, okay? Like, those motherfuckers get 40 and it's still passing, you know? So. That's an F! That's an F, bro. That's an F here too, but I'm pretty sure it's like a D or something like that over there. Yeah. Okay, so still like, failing. Me, yeah. <laughs> I started lying, basically. Okay, I became like yeah. a <laughs> oh, like, like, That's like, why you said like, at the beginning of the podcast, you think criminals are good. <laughs> I don't think they're good. I'm just intrigued by them. Maybe, but like, that's like the other thing, you know, it's like, Usually, people who get into like psychology are the ones who are like mentally ill. So, I wanted to go into psychology, and then I realized that the oh, what did you do? I don't think I've ever asked this. Oh, um, so in college, what I graduated with was uh, a bachelor's of science in um advertising with a focus in management and a double minor in anthropology and communication studies. But I wish I did communications in mine, but. It is what it is. I mean, you can always minor. I decided to minor in my last year. So I literally forced that and almost oh, no. died. You can't do that at my university. So um, I'll explain a little bit more about my university system. Um, number one school ranking. <laughs> I'm just going to stop bragging. Hey, <laughs> like, you know what? Fuck you. We just explained about how your grade system is like better because it's more fucking... So, no, yeah. but like, anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Talking, yeah, but like, I, I still like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, from high school, I did, like, I fell off, okay? I fell off hard, but I still managed to, like, keep up. You mean hype and I still managed, like I said, mm-hmm. I got into, like, I got waitlisted from, like, a low ranked university. I was like, what the fuck is this? But the best school accepted me. So, gang, gang, it was the only school I wanted to go to, anyways. Gang, um, gang, gang. And so, yeah. And then, like, yeah, coming into university, I just felt, like, so unprepared for life because, I felt like I was just 
battling all this generational like it, that's when i realized yeah, i've been yeah. battling generational trauma like i've been Facts. Like, battling yeah, like, parental expectations i've been mm. like hindered by mm. them you know like and i i'm just not cut out the way they expect me to be cut out and like back in guyana like they really don't believe in mental health like anybody oh, no, like, yeah, no matter yeah, what yeah no matter what your symptom is, you're crazy, okay? It's anxiety. Yeah. Whatever your yeah. symptom is, yeah. you're fully psychotic. You're crazy. You need to and go to an asylum and you need to stay away from crazy people because they're crazy yeah. and they'll make you crazy. Yeah, that's like the whole thing. And it's just like, you know. How the fuck does that make sense? You, okay, you I realize craziness is contagious. And I feel like I also got like outcasted from my family when I started um, developing my mental health symptoms because oh. they didn't understand it. And they quite frankly didn't want to understand it they kept you know they kept throwing all the basic stuff you're crazy like it's this it's that blaming everything but the actual problem them um, you on that damn phone <laughs> yeah it was just yeah they blamed the phone friends gaming like, friends yeah it was everything but like we even like like the social service like they noticed like when i was talking to them like a mm-hmm. big stressor in my life was my family and then they're just like when they suggested family therapy, they were like, hell nah, we don't need some outsider knowing our business. Like, and that's like another thing is like, oh yeah, being very secret. Saving face. To... Yeah, they're so big about saving face. And yeah, when I got to like university, it's when I realized all of these little things. I'm like, I've been like trying to keep up appearance for the family. I've been like suppressing my mental health. I've been, so yeah. my first year of university was BS. Right now my GPA is like, Ugh, because of that like i've been doing better since but my first year i don't mm. even want <laughs> oh my god like i just got i got molly whopped okay and so like my university <laughs> there's just like i'm not even kidding like i just i came out that first year and i'm like i think that i need to start like prostitution or something because <laughs> it was so bad i like <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so like I'm telling you, my mental health knows that because like it was like it it was off the fucking rails. Yeah. I like I was constantly be, like in the um like nurses' office basically um mm. at the campus like like it was so bad. Like my I think my GPA at the end of the year was like one point five. Like it was oh. horrible, and I had this shame and like I felt so bad, and it was like. It was just so bad and like everything that like I kept on like doing all this work and everything just like led back to my family and like yeah, everything yeah. else oh, just, like totally. eventually connected to back home and what was expected from back home, you know, like I said, it's success and like doing well and like and that's like where I talk about like with my stepdad's family because like they're not like very traditional, let's say except like I've been the first one like out from the family basically here to go to uni. Um Oh, like we've had first generation like graduate. You gonna be a first generation graduate? Yeah. So, like, I'm the first one at uni. Like, college and uni are different here in Canada. Oh, true. So no, we, yeah, same. We did, yeah. we did have a um, my stepdad's youngest brother. He's got six siblings, but his youngest brother, he did go to college, but he just got a certificate. Associates. Like, it was just like, oh, no, it was just a certificate because it's like yeah, if you go to college, you can do you got like. Yeah, you got like certificates. One year, two year, three yeah. year, four. 
that's yeah, like yeah. what's different so like for me I'm getting an honors bachelor's so that's like I'm the first one with a bachelor's degree coming out of mm, family so, okay. and now we've got this the younger my stepdad's his youngest sister and then his niece and nephew like they are also um, now on this like college they're all doing college I believe or uni path mm-hmm. so, like I'm like the first one to take that big leap and like yeah I always knew I was going to because I okay. love academia yeah it's just like I was what do you call it my brain is scattered right now <laughs> um but yeah just like I felt like all this like weight on my shoulder and like felt like wrong for like oh am I picking a good career path because everyone oh. expected me to do a doctor a lawyer and like all the big mm. you know yeah honey ching ching exactly like, path and like I just because I went in to do um biomedical sciences that's what oh. I went to university for and it's not that like I hated I, I hated chemistry and I hated calculus so I was like I'm not doing this anymore <laughs> and I, I can't do this <laughs> I switched to psychology because it was still like it's still in the sciences at my university they, they teach it as a science and it's a like very neuroscience based and like there's a lot of bio, biological um psychology involved so it's like very still like you, you get an honors bachelor's of science here um, yeah but I wanted to ask you about that like is yours I know for us like mine's a BS after four years is honors bachelor's so ours yours is just yours is just BS bachelor's <laughs> it's science. bullshit yeah, yeah it's I just know, a bachelor's of science so it's it. not honors after four years you don't get that you you spend four years to get a bachelor's yeah I know but here it's like the distinction here in Canada is mm-hmm. if you do three years you get a bachelor's of science if you nope. do four years it's an honors bachelor we, oh wow we, we, it, it's four years and you get a bachelor's oh wow Very okay nice. but yeah so Canada once again it's just like you know what here Somebody. make you feel better <laughs> But yeah, I I just like felt so wrong in what I was doing and so wrong for like not meeting expectations. And I felt, and like I said, I was dealing with like mental health issues. So I didn't have like any like proper job until this past year. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Like uh, my parents. Okay. Like, okay. One thing I liked about my parents is the fact that they like told me to my face, like, you do not need to work you just need to focus on your studies just 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 do that i was like cool great awesome i'll do that so that's all i did all i did was just like focus on my studies and i didn't work throughout high school but then i got a job in college because i wanted to get a job because i wanted to have um my own pocket money to like spend on myself to spend on my friends to do these things instead of wait until christmas and my birthday to get money because i didn't get an allowance growing up i didn't get paid to do chores because i didn't so like Meanwhile, it was my just siblings are Canadian <laughs> <My laughs> siblings are and I'm not yeah no like my like technically like my my brother he had a job but then he got laid off unfortunately but then before he had yeah. that he saved up all of his um all of his like celebration money for birthday Christmas Thanksgiving whatever Chinese New Year's all the ten you know like everything he would save up his money he would use that um but my mom gives gave him this credit card for him to just freely use and to use like at least like a hundred dollars a month so like to keep the card active and also like to to get like rewards from the card so then technically she just like doesn't ask for him to pay him pay her back or anything but if i do i gotta pay her back um so it's like my brother used to make more money than me 
like his job that he worked at was like partially governmental. So he made oh. more money than me. He made like $27 an hour. Um, when oh, I government was, jobs are so lucrative. <laughs> yeah. And so um, he was like 27, working full time. Actually, no, he wasn't even working full time. He was working part time because he was still a college student. And yeah. I was working part-time for minimum wage, which at the time was 15. So he was making a whole 10, $12 more than I was. But then I'm, because I'm the oldest and all this and all that, he gets to keep all his money and I have to use my fucking money for other fucking shit for the family. Um, yeah. Because like whatever I make, you know, like what's mine is theirs. What's theirs is his and what's his is his. Um, and it's like, it's always been like that. Um Yeah. It, so like yeah like I I I feel your pain of having to like like I still have like you know care and love in my heart for my sibling like there's that that thing you know like even though he's like yeah. changed into like a much worse person than I raised him to be um you know like I'm still gonna yeah. care for him as my brother uh but even though I still care for him as my brother I still like will hate him and be jealous of him of the fact that he has gotten yeah, a better a life than me. Treatment. Yes, because like you're the oldest in your family as well, right? Yeah, I'm the oldest, and that's like yeah something like for me. So like I, I told you, like I've like I've always been academically driven, and my family mm-hmm. is oldest. And so when we first moved to Canada and we were getting me set up in the school system, they asked my family, "Would you like to start an RESP, which is just like a education savings plan basically um and you just select a certain amount to put every month but it's just so that your child has money when it comes to and they like um when it comes to time to enrolling in university and we are much cheaper here like my tuition if i do full courses is like just under 8k yearly so like that's around the same amount of money that i paid for my school yeah yeah so like i mean yeah comparatively we still (laughs) compared to the u.s though like in most programs like it's still i'd say overall cheaper because i haven't uh-huh. been paying full ak i've been paying like around six grand because i've been doing kind of like part-time but anyways yeah okay makes sense with that like my family as was asked they had declined to do it for me you know but yeah. like when my siblings were born they have our they have our esps now my mom does my brothers and then my stepdad does my sisters and they each get i don't know remember how much monthly but they like they have through education and I like I'm grateful that they're gonna have that because I've had to take on loans to go through oh my first semester my dad paid for that um oh thankfully but that was about it and I just I didn't feel like right putting more on my dad so my dad's still very much active in my life like I said he pays for my car like it's one thing I'm so privileged I mean but I do live out in the country like if I walk 20 minutes, I barely make it out my neighborhood. So it's, yeah. You know, <laughs> I I'm need very, a car. <laughs> I'm grateful. Yeah, the closest public transit is like 40 minutes south. I'm not. Fucking <laughs> bitch. So, That's why yeah, I didn't see you. The fuck you mean? <laughs> hey, when actually, when you came to Canada, I was living somewhere with public transit. So please start. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, my dad like there was this expectation that even my dad had to sign off his parental rights when I moved here like that's just like the oh, government needed yeah. him to agree to that there was still oh, an that expectation that he would take care of me financially and so that caused a lot of risk growing up so like 
Ooh. I've only had my car for almost four years now. And before oh. that, I was driving a car my stepdad had. It was an old Nissan Altima, which... Our Nissan Altima. Honestly, I don't... Like, my driving, driving that car and, like, driving any other vehicles, like, day and night. I don't know what it is about an Altima that just turns you into a psychopath. I've, I've never driven a Nissan Altima, but, hey... Hey, you're kind of you're kind of selling it for me. <laughs> you do not need to be in an Altima. I don't want to be in one now. The fuck. <laughs> so yeah, my like I was driving that car, and my stepdad would complain about having to pay insurance. Like you know, it's like why didn't my dad do it? And like any time, like anything big financially come up, it was just like always like going back to my dad, which I felt very wrong like that's a lot of guilt and even right now I feel a lot of guilt having him paying my car like I've been trying to find a job so I can take care of that financially you know without yeah him um doing that but it's just like anytime I have to go back to my dad I'm like my dad's still living in a third world country I mean actually now he's just got his green card for the U.S. so we'll go dad oh, um that means yeah. that a hey, if he moves to California you know what that means bitch He's been eyeing California, honestly. Um, it yeah, better be North also. California, because you know what that means. <laughs> I, I made a friend, actually. I made a friend who is from North Cal. I don't remember her exact area, okay? But I think she's, like, from close to San Francisco area. So Anyways. Most people not, in North California are close to San Francisco. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, I do plan to go see her, so you will you'll be on the bucket list too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, there's just like this expectation on dad, and he used to living back home, and I'm like, I don't want to be putting this. I'm like, and then like I would just mm. get, like, and I still feel angry. Like there's so much resentment. Like you guys, like he signed up his parental right. Like you guys made that like vow basically to take care of me when I emigrate here, you know? And yeah, that's not what's happening. Like everything had to go back to my dad, and even right now, and so. Eventually, like I, I just got, I got my car and I just did that all on my own. It was just me and my dad. I was like, "This is what I'm gonna get," you know, how much insurance will be and like monthly payments. You know, eventually, mm. I didn't want to take over, yeah, paying my own stuff because I, I crave independence. I don't want to like right now. I still live at home with like my mom and stepdad and like same living here rent free basically, and I don't same. like that. But like. Oh, like, I'm, but I still have to take care. I'm with that bitch. Fuck you, mean you. In this economy, but no, it's just again with that expectation, like yeah. you being indebted to them, but like, and this like in this True. economy, you know, like. Anyways, but there are the I've pros and cons. cons. There are definitely the pros and cons for like. I've had to take my student loans, and I like I still have to pay for every other thing. Like I cover my phone bills, like any other expense. Like all my expenses are between me and my dad. Like my dad's mainly my car insurance and payments, and then I oh. do all my car services, like maintenance. Any yeah. other fee, like with my car, that's been me, and just any other thing with myself, like I just like pay for it. And so there's been a lot of this, like, kind of like resentment building up. And like at times, I felt this like anger come out of my siblings because they've gotten it a bit easier. And like, you know, I feel like because they've had me for guidance now to how to survive in Canada. Like, I grew up in Guyana and like I moved here, and like it's a different cultural expectations with working, yeah, whatever. Exactly. And moving here, I just the transition was rough and hard and I just felt lazy like even though I knew I was struggling really hard with mental health especially trying to go through school like mm -hmm. I just felt wrong in myself you know not working and like 
I had stuff like like babysitting and tutoring and there was just like little odd jobs, you know, here and there. But I tried to build experience, but like oh also like entry level is a fucking lie. Okay, these bitches want unicorns out here. Yes, like, yes, yes. They're like we you know, like you starting entry level position but needs to have five years of experience, <laughs> have worked in the field before, already graduated from college with a master's like, oh. Anyways, yeah, so like I just like felt so I felt like a failure, like even though I was doing a lot of things and like I've been seeing therapists and like career advisors like and like everyone would be telling me, Oh, you're doing great, like you've got like a lot of adversity because there's some I'm yeah, having like you, really you, you got goals, bitch. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I haven't gotten in too deep to like specific trauma, like with my family. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot, honey. Yeah, but just Mm -hmm. I like I've like communicated these things to like my you know other people, and they'd be like, "You're doing so good," and like I just wouldn't see that because I just saw myself from my family's point of view. Yeah, yeah, no, myself anyway. Else, it's just you know my whole family is entrepreneurial. Like my dad has had so many different like careers over my lifetime like he's been a barber he's been in agriculture he's been in the food business real estate investment technology like he's just been everywhere and like with my stepdad he has his own business and I mean my mom works she works her so she's got like you know a regular like nine to five job um Mm. but she's also docs like she's been doing her makeup business on this side so like everyone around me is just like and if I look at just like anyone like my stepdad's niece his brother yeah just like everyone has got this like entrepreneurial spirit everyone's like building something themselves yeah yeah. and i just went so hard against that dream like i was the they're going all in one direction i'm heading the other way you know because okay i was just really academia and like for me i crave stability because i feel like i never had that in my family because it was just like this war between i don't like i don't even know how to just it but just like everything just felt so unstable with like constantly having these old expectations and slowly growing to realize um you know maybe maybe the culture was a little fucked up and maybe you shouldn't be putting that on (laughs) on your kids here like exactly it It was not yeah 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 yeah. that part the surviving part survive coming from the type of country they did but it's just like putting that onto your kids though is like a whole other level of effed up and especially when you have family who don't want to work on themselves and like I'm not the problem you're the problem <laughs> I'm not the fucking problem you know yeah no, I just- definitely yeah like my parents especially my mom is still like very much kind of stuck in this mindset of like what she dealt with in Vietnam like I understand because yes, Vietnam is a third world country. Vietnam was war ridden. They literally witnessed war. They witnessed their homes being taken from them. They witnessed their friends going through things. My mom has like, my mom, like she has gone through things like, like the, yeah, even though like, you know, you made it as a joke earlier, but like she actually had friends that genuinely prostituted themselves in Vietnam to get money to feed their family. Like that was the only way for them to actually get any money because that's just how like the, the 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 country became my dad was a refugee yeah. for a year and a half literally had to learn from the bottom up how to survive living on a deserted island with his family making sure that him and his family don't die having to 
like kill animals for the first time in his life like that's like a butcher's job like he and his dad had to do that because they're the men of the family having to like learn how to do every little thing like very very little 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 thing just to be able to like survive here to be able to see a future just to get that american dream that they all were dreaming about my dad witnessed a, a, a girl his age on the boat that that he took get raped countless countlessly like almost every night by the captain and like the rest of the team um to the point that she literally jumped off the fucking boat one night because she didn't want to fucking live anymore like he witnessed a girl get raped and kill herself like yeah he has he, his, his boat was raided by pirates um he had guns pointed at him multiple just like different bad things has just gone on so like i understand why their mindset and their thought process and things like that can still be so stuck in the past because the past like you know like us right the past can't just leave like that is their generational trauma of like leaving a war-ridden country because the generation before that didn't experience like they experienced the, the the war and like communism a little bit later on in their life but but still it's like they have this war-ridden country kind of mindset they're gonna like kind of put that onto me I didn't live up in a war when mind, you know, like kind of life. And I have, you know, like lived up as a spoiled American child. But still, I want my kids to like, it's always going to be like, I want my kids. I don't want my kids to experience a war winning country. I don't want my kids to experience, you know, like, you know, like bad mental abuse. Adversity, like it's going it's, yeah. it's, it's to keep going down the line and stuff. But like, I like I understand why they're like that. And it sucks that even though my dad came here like a lot younger he came here when he was around 14, 15. His mindset is a lot more modernized than my mom because she came here when she was 20. And so she's yeah. still like very, very, because she grew up throughout her entire developmental years in Vietnam. Like, like, so what she knows and what she will continue to know is going to be from those developmental years. Yeah. My dad, and you I- know, like half of it was here. So that's why he's a little bit better. Yeah. My mom's still so stuck and then same thing as we brought up earlier, she's always like bringing up like, you don't understand what I went through. You know, like I had to do this. I had to do that. Like, yeah, but you did those things because you had to like, yeah, you had to work your ass off to help your family because your mama and your papa decided to pop out eight fucking kids. Did they did, did I tell you to do that? No. But, you know, like, it's not my fault that you got seven fucking siblings that your mama and daddy have to fucking feed all them and that you as the youngest got to help work because, you know, y'all got to help pay because everybody has to help. Like, <clears throat> I'm lucky that it's just my brother and I. But, like, yeah. you know, like, it's not my problem that you had to go through worse situations because, like, they don't know what condoms are. Okay? Like, <laughs> like that's not my <laughs> business, bro. The fuck you mean? I don't um, know. It's kind of like my, yeah. Like my stuff that's my studies has six siblings and they definitely didn't grow up that being that well off and you know it was like mm-hmm. it was very rough for his mom because for a period of time his mom was a single mom and it was just her because like her first five kids are from the same dad and so like it was just the five Ooh. of them you know and like she's got six is his own dad and then seven and eight are the same dad which is now her current husband like they've been together for a while but yeah she i think she had her first child at like 16 17 so like you know and then (laughs) i mean i'm past that point there's no going back to there you know but like you know so it's definitely like i understand how adversity builds them and like i'm a psych student like i completely understand like poverty is trauma like there's so many things as trauma but i also have like some of those experiences like i 
remember so oh, much yeah. around from home to home with my mom, like sleeping mm-hmm. in shady places. She had this abusive boyfriend that locked us in a house. Like, and there's just also from being in an unsafe country. Like there's a lot of gang violence, you know, people breaking into your house around. Like we, all of our doors and windows had grates. Like it was such a fire hazard. Oh. Often people would burn alive in their house because they couldn't find the keys that they used to lock themselves in. And yeah, it's so like, I'm like, I grew up oh in this So like I experienced it and I know like yeah. I was able to essentially break out of it at a younger age and I'm grateful for that but I don't think like it justifies treating people a certain way and it's certainly like holding that over especially a child like (laughs) holding that over their head forever like it's like from so young and that's like another thing with me is like how I do things for people is I do it because I care and I want to help and I I think it'll have some sort of benefit I'm not doing it because I like I'm gonna hold this as a uh, you owe me type of thing like yeah that's one thing uh-huh. with my mom like true i hate asking her for favors no matter how small because she'll throw it back in my face like bam bam yeah, bam, 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 y- bam yeah yeah it's like can you go grab something for me like i, I would ask her like can you ask like why why you can't just grab it yourself huh like what you like, you have your own two fucking legs like what why do you want me to do it? i'm old i'm just like I'm just asking you to just fucking grab something from you like yeah like, why the fuck are you acting like this wait <laughs> <laughs> I know, so it's just like. I, but then she asks you to take in like ten fucking heavy ass bags of groceries from the fucking car. <laughs> that's like today, my mom was asking me to drive round and round to go find her something, and you know, if I ask her to pick up one thing right at her like workplace because she works like her job is in a mall, like uh-huh. I'm so tired. Like I've done all this. Like I'm like I'm done this for you. But like, like, are you wasting like, your fucking money on this shit? Like I don't want to buy this for you. Like do you know how tired I am after work? It's like I'm sorry. Damn. I know, I'm like, <laughs> And, like, that's one thing for me, like, trying to build, like, because like I also rebuild a relationship. Like, I don't think I want to rebuild the relationship mm. with, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe from afar, I just yeah. have a lot still to work through. And they're still very much digging their heels in and don't want to change their way. And I feel like I can't do all the work, you know. Yeah. They also have to make that active choice. And I'm not. Yeah. And I, that's something I've just been holding that type of like mentality with a lot of people. Like if, mm-hmm. like for a while, like I would con- like if people like dug their heels in, I would continue trying to like placate. Is that the word? Is that the pronunciation? But anyways, I was trying to like fawn and like still try to make things work. But like now I'm just like, if you're not putting in effort, like I'm sorry, I'm so, so freaking sorry. Like yeah, sorry. I'm a head out. Sorry, Miss Miss Canadian. Did you say sorry? <laughs> Yes, and I say a boot. <laughs> Sorry, a boot. <laughs> Honestly, I don't hear it. The Canadian accent, I don't. like. It sounds you said sorry, so like, like non-Canadian, and then you said sorry, Canadian. <laughs> like, it's like, wait, what? It's what happens, okay? Like, sometimes, like, my accent, like, really gets that, like, Ontario twang in it. And sometimes it, like... It goes back more to like my Caribbean roots. Um, uh-huh. Often uh, oh. people like describe my accent as like being pretty neutral, kind of. You know? Yeah. And I think that's. I, know, I don't hear a specific accent. So many, so many cultural influences in my life, and I just identity issues, basically. Yeah. I feel like, well, definitely with you being a mixing pot of like so many things, and like you being a bit of Indian, a bit of Chinese, I guess like different Asians, and like having to deal with like also just like being born in a non-asian country and then having to deal with those things and it's like ah 
fuck. <laughs> yeah, like being born one place and then moving another. And so I just, yeah, my Macs have like disappeared on me. I don't mind it anyways. But yeah, I just, with me, it's just, I feel like I still have so much to rebuild because I felt like because of the mindset like my family had, like, like they expected me to pick up those same like spirits and like motivations that they had, you know, for doing stuff in life. And so mm-hmm. I came out into adulthood a mess, like getting myself into debt and, you know, just yeah. that, making, that's like, adulthood, poor, baby. making like poor decisions, which I'm like, I've been pretty like good with like at least trying to stop things early and not letting it like run mm, on too long because I, I can see how it like might affect my future like I said I want independence mm, I don't want to be that's... dependent on anyone and like yeah you know if I want to like work on the relationship with anyone I want to be detached from them I don't want to be any like intermingling and mm. whatnot and so there's just been I don't like it's just so much like and I don't think like especially like immigrant parents don't realize like the trauma they put on their kids they think oh it's like you're spoiled okay like you know have you ever gotten the like what do you have to be sad for what do you have to be depressed for like you have a roof over your head food like my my mom's like why the fuck do you and your dad and your brother and all this everybody fucking why do people want to kill themselves just be happy like I don't understand oh yeah like who would I yeah, like the family ideation? My stepdad was, uh, and there's one thing where I tell it, like I say, I don't want to really work. Like I mean, there's like I said, I haven't gone deeply into the trauma, but mm-hmm. one thing, like my one night, I was having like really bad suicidal ideation. That's actually when I got sent to Grippy Sock vacation, and he was just yelling <laughs> across the house that oh. I could go ahead and kill myself if I wanted to, and like that. That's a little different. That's, that's yeah, a little so different. it's like when people are like, oh, you don't want to work on the relationship. And I'm like, oh, like, that just left a nasty taste in my mouth. Like, oh, yeah. It's something I can't. Like, even I if they like didn't mean it, like, still, like, you said that to a child, you're supposed to be a role model, you're supposed to be a caretaker, you're supposed to be a protector. Um, that's yeah. not something that you should be saying. Yeah. Like, I, I can that. still hear it, and it's still, like, it makes me, like, clam up, because like, I just remember hearing him going, you know, I'm not leaving yeah, no. more sleep over her. She can go ahead and kill herself if she wants, you know, yeah. that was... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the feeling of, just, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and at that moment, I'm like, you know, I've always had this, like, I don't know what the relationship with my stepdad is, and like, like I said, there's just so much in between that's happened, like, my mom really tried to force my dad out of my, like, my mom was, like, manipulative so much, like, with my dad, like, trying to poison me against him and try to force him out of my life but then eventually oh. flipped a script and was just like oh he has to be the one to financially do this this isn't this for you then actually like, yeah, like, i don't want to spend any of my fucking money on you go to your fucking dead yeah. dad oh if they're so deadbeat then why the fuck is he sending me money then huh? <laughs> yeah that's like i was like exactly the thing and like i said there's just like so much in there and like i remember when like she was dating my stepdad for like a month it's just like this is your new new dad now. Like like I don't like I knew my stepdad since I was like three or four. But I remember mm. like so specifically we're at the bus stop and she's like, This is your new dad. Like your dad like doesn't care about you and like she tried to like poison me against him. So yeah. I just didn't, you know. Like there's just so much. Like I said, and that's why people are like, Oh, like, oh, you don't wanna like work on the relationship and I'm like, um, 
they have a lot of stories to dish. <laughs> I just heard the way stories. <laughs> they have a specifically a lot of Canadian stories, okay? Because we're in Canada. Yeah, now. We're they Canadian can't be now, so. normal stories. They have to be Canadian stories. <laughs> yeah, like we're Canadians now. Like they need to dish these stories out before, like I mm-hmm. might even think. I'm like, mm-hmm. at this point, I just like the only reason, like I really rooted myself for staying at home because i'm like at this point i'm like oh, like i don't know like i'll live out of my car like i just don't need to deal with this this is my siblings you know yeah it's just shielding them still from some of those toxic <clears throat> ways because like, they've become laxer of course you know and they've definitely yeah. like eased up and like changed certain things but like there's still certain things uh, other you know aspects of like how they parent that i'm like this is not healthy this is not conducive and I, i've even seen the how the behaviors play out in my siblings like you know like poor emotional regulation like i feel like there's a lot of things like a lot of immigrant children struggle with is not knowing how to regulate their emotions like they're either volatile or they just suppress everything like <laughs> you won't see anything affecting you know especially the eldest yeah. child like, the eldest child gets the like it's like if you put your hand into a bag and you can either pull out emotional vulnerability or suppressing emotions or sometimes flip-flopping between the two you know you mean like around your parents you know how to keep that on the down low but around other people you're like i don't know how to behave with you (laughs) yeah kind of for me i've kind of like tethered that line i i act the same around my parents and my friends because i no longer have respect for my mother no and she no longer has respect for me so yeah i yeah mine has definitely changed as well like i've i but like for me i know i've definitely always been someone who's very like i'm just very like careful with what parts of me i show to different people like what i say to different people you know like that's that's, many- that's smart see i <laughs> didn't say i was smart i just said how yeah, I know. Like, but like, I've 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 learned it the hard way. Like, I've just certain things. Like, I'm free to like say and like tell people, and I'm like, I don't care if you throw that back in my face because like, if you've used certain things I've said to me, like said to you, throw it back in my face, like you're actually like it tells you me more about you than like about true, me. true other things. If I I'm told you like, that my buttholes stink, and then I start <laughs> hearing everybody saying that my buttholes stink, I know who the fuck read me. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of which that reminds me kind of like that girl who would like watermark her nudes so if it leaks, oh, yeah. she knew who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like smart, smart, smart. But yeah, it's just kind of like I've just been having to be very controlled, and I just I've all definitely been more reserved with like my family. I don't want them in my business. Like I don't need them knowing uh, what I'm doing. Yeah, like, yeah, I I do not tell them about a good amount of things for the reason of yeah. When I do tell yeah, them to use that shit against me. So it's like, why the oh, fuck yeah. are you asking me? Thing. Yeah. Why the fuck are you asking me to communicate with you when that communication that I'm entrusting you with, because I want us to have a better relationship as a daughter and parent, that you're like ending up using that against me. And, oh, yeah. That's and, the or, thing. Or, or even so, like I communicate with you and you give no, you pay no mind to my communication. Oh, or yeah. even, 
or even I communicate with you and you forget. And then years down the line, at least this happened to me, years down the line, I communicate that same thing to them about like a situation that I dealt with, whatever, whatever. They're like, why didn't you tell me back then? It's like, I did. Oh my God. But like, (laughs) you literally disregarded it. You forgot about it. You didn't care. Why do you care all of a sudden? It's because like, you know, like you feel guilty for not doing anything for me back then. Um, Yeah. It's definitely, that's a big thing with communication. Like one, it's like you tell them you you did this something, and they're like, I don't remember like doing that to you or oh, saying that oh, or treating you this oh, way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With my mom, it's shit, like bro. I tell her I don't like her doing something, and she'll still go ahead and do it. And it's just like, oh, are you even listening to me? Or one mm. thing, like like I did say I don't like it when I tell you stuff, and you go tell everyone, and like. She just didn't care. She like this is. I remember when I was in the hospital. She made it all about herself and how it was stressed and how she was losing weight. Like, didn't Damn. pay attention to anything I had to say. And Damn. like, yeah, it was just all about how it made her feel. And then just like I said, oh, I don't like it when I tell you stuff or like stuff happens and you go telling everybody, like all your friends, all your family. Like I'm, like I said, I'm very controlled about uh, if I tell someone something, you know? Hospital. Yeah yeah so like they're so i'm so stressed out that my beautiful lovely daughter's in the hospital right now like it's not something i can deal with it's the sympathy card okay and the psychic i did not need to i've not experienced that because i've never been in the hospital other than being birthed yeah, for me, it's just about Americans avoiding hospitals. <laughs> no, I've just, I just, I just, I have never broken a bone. I've never like literally had an actual like urgent reason to go. Okay, lucky, I've never done anything you. that has made me need to go to the hospital. Lucky you, because I was in and out of the hospital all the time as a youngling. I mean, even currently, I still end up in the hospital too much. Um, thankfully it's it's been free even back home in my third world country we could afford free health care there anyways when i was three i did end up in the hospital for like two months for drinking bleach <laughs> don't, don't. wild facts so like that's been like my i'm like honestly the hospital is just my place it's where i dive it's so you can just kind of walk around saying i know what bleach tastes like and i live <laughs> that's honestly it like I've always been in and out of the hospital, but thankfully, you know, it doesn't carry a fee. Like, I think I would have crippled my family if we were living in the U.S. Oh, like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, bitch. In and out. I would not want to with my daughter either than fuck. Like, <laughs> you're going to get me fucking broke, and I'm poor. I can't do that shit. I love yeah, you, but like, <laughs> actually, pull the plug. I would have been put pull on the side of the road so quickly. <laughs> pull the plug. Pull it. Fuck. <laughs> It's been like, do not resuscitate, ma'am. She's not even flatlining. <laughs> I, oh, shit. Oh, she's asleep. <laughs> right? Oh. I guess they're pain. Like, do our pain? Oh, uh, damn. That's the thing I was worried about. It's Anyways, like, don't oh, look, oh. nurse. <laughs> oh, it's just like, oh, I would like to spend some time with her. P- nurse leaves the room, pillow over the face. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> oh, no. My time. I don't know what happened while you were guys. She, she just, I've been, uh, <laughs> okay, it's like my religion says she must be cremated immediately. No autopsy, you know. <laughs> so they can't figure out I died by asphyxiation. Yeah, <laughs> but just, yeah. Like I said, 
I, f- I've always felt like the, the, the black sheep of the family, the problematic little that. child. I've always I had some issue yeah. going wrong with me. I'm not right, you know. I've, all, I've also because like I don't know if you probably come from a culture too where like everyone's auntie and uncle, and if you don't refer to yeah. them as that, like you get smacked upside the head for it. Um, and yeah. I was always the one being like, "This person is not my aunt. I know what an aunt is, and they're not my aunt." I'm not oh no, I. I'm you by your name June no 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 I I I call I I at least do that I call them auntie (laughs) I call them uncle um or because because it's very rooted in Asian culture to always have like specific honorifics for certain people depending on their relation to you depending on your their relation to your parents so then I definitely use honorifics for um those that are around me and my yeah. family and it's very rooted in my like culture too like so everyone was either like auntie uncle like you had different like titles but it was always like something like showing your like respect or like your respect yeah. for them but i wasn't that child and like here's the thing i was always a quiet child like i was kept to myself and that was the one thing i'd always just like pop off on people for and i'd go back to your the parents and be like your daughter's so rude she has no manners like she even that was something I always got in trouble for because I was just mm-hmm. never on that whole train about giving people like I'm like you're not my auntie because also like a lot of these adults were so damn disrespectful and then they expected you to be so nice. Oh, that's true. Then, yeah, because because they expect because seniority and all that. Yeah, I get that. Like, like I didn't like I said, have to deal know, with that too much, but I told you about them. You know, being so dehumanizing about like my skin color and my eyes mm, like yeah. they would call they would call me names and then you need me to call you auntie and uh, no thank you <laughs> like, yeah okay that's like, true for me At like least... even so young so mm-hmm. for me i didn't really like experience my family saying much about me so thank yeah. you but i i i have a good relationship with a few of my actual uncles but a lot of like other people is all like rooted on like my relate my my parents relationship with them it's like oh i'm just like they're not actually my friend it's like huh oh, i mean me. um <laughs> talking about that that's like another thing it's like relationship with like extended family now like my mom definitely tainted shit because like she was telling everybody all oh, my business when i was dealing with my mental health and like whatever mm-hmm. like i said black sheep of the family because oh we're not supposed to have mentally ill people in this family um but that was like another thing is like in Guyanese I don't know what it is with like Guyanese people they put all the expectations on like the other person even if they're a child to uphold communication and like uphold a relationship so I moved here when I was a child okay I ain't got no phone I got no way to contact people the only way was through my parents and like all my family from back home who were like full adults like including my grandma my aunts like who I grew up with they would never like contact me and then like anytime I talk to them they'd be like oh what happened you forgot everybody you don't call anybody you don't pick up the phone and I'm like why is this on me only like you are the adult in this relationship I'm a child I'm like they will do it to you no matter how young because like Mm -hmm. I I, like I remember you like soon as I was four-year-old they're like oh you don't remember anybody you don't I'm like no I don't remember you I have have the memory of a four-year-old I don't remember yeah. what I ate for breakfast, okay? And so I don't I don't have core memories yet. <laughs> yeah. I'm not forming these long-term memories that well, okay? So come out. And yeah, they've always done this. So like I now have like the majority of like the family just a strange relationship with them because 
they blame me for like the relationship falling off. And I'm like, why was I the child held? Like, you're saying I don't care about you, but like, what about you to me? Like, I don't remember anybody mm-hmm. trying to reach out to me, trying to contact me. And so, like, I could understand maybe more as an adult, but I was not an adult. I was a child. Like, mm-hmm. and like I said, we moved here like we weren't like financially well off like I didn't get a phone for a few years you know um for like that contacting I was a little iPad kid um, but not like modern day iPad kid okay there was no endless YouTubes in a restaurant for me I would have gotten smacked but I just you know I just like there's like always been that expectation so now I have like a strained relationship with like my outside family because like oh he didn't call us or whatever and like even so like recently my siblings they just they went away to new york and pennsylvania for a week and everyone's like oh the kids haven't called and i'm like why haven't you called the kids (laughs) you're the adult you should call the kids like yeah why haven't you like like my siblings are like i did like tease my sister and jess like because she did say oh i'll call you every day but she didn't but like Mm. i still like I still picked up the phone and I called because I'm like, you know, I'm the adult yeah. in the relationship. You're an adult I, can, now, yeah. I have to reach out, you know. Uh, for for me, it's like about setting a good example about communication because like if, you know, if they're raised seeing that, oh, I'll reach out to people, like just see how you're doing on vacation, how you're enjoying yourself. Like for them, that's like, oh, this is kind of like the normal expectation. For me, I didn't have that. True. I just, you know, I just saw oh you move away and nobody reaches out to you that's it so I just kind of I was chilling like a villain over here you know because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's just basically what I felt like in the family it's like the black sheep like literally look at my complexion the black sheep <laughs> whoa why did you make all the reasons <laughs> oh my god sometimes I just love making like being so like such a diverse background and like yeah having I'd say I've been the least involved in like Chinese culture. I've still been exposed to it a lot because mm-hmm. it's prominent in Guyana. Yeah. But I just love making certain racial jokes and people like get like really confused because they're like, what the fuck? And I'm just Excuse like, me. I just told you that I'm Chinese. <laughs> I know. I just, but, like, I just, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter who it is. I just like making certain people uncomfortable, you know? And just, I, feel like, see reaction. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. But yeah, but- I but I feel like that we have covered a lot um, in the podcast and I appreciate you disclosing a lot about your background and the experiences you've had. Uh, I appreciate you being comfortable enough about talking about it because I mean like for me I'm very comfortable about talking about my backgrounds and the things that are going on and stuff like that because it's not talked about too much so then like you know like yeah I don't I I want to be had I want to normalize it, you know? So, like, I don't really yeah. give a fuck about, like, talking about things that are supposed to be, you know, like, that you're not supposed to talk about and say things, like, you know, what yeah, our parents... Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I appreciate you being comfortable and, like, you know, talking to me about this and all that. Um, I feel like we both had, like, very... <laughs> I know, I feel that. I have had very similar experiences to you. A few of them, definitely not. Like, especially because I'm in just, like, a plain old yellow asian fucking background very very similar morals and things like that but like you know like i don't have no melting pot other than just being born here in america compared to my parents so i say like yeah i've experienced a lot of the things that you've experienced and you know like 
my sympathies to you, your sympathies to me, but like, hey, we're still like bad bitches at the end of the day, so like it really don't matter. Uh, yeah. But uh, this is a good time to end the podcast. We went a little bit over the hour, which is fine, but of course, you know, like we kept the conversation going, lots of information. We're in the TikTok era. Everybody's got a short attention span. I understand. It's okay, people. Take breaks. Come back <laughs> every 10 to 15 minutes. Exactly. You know, like if y'all, yeah, y'all got to pause, pause, just come back, just come back. Um, but um, we could definitely con- continue this conversation on another episode and definitely do a part two to go a little bit more into like other things, go a little more into specifically the raising, the raising a child when you're a child because you are a third parent that's something that i definitely want to go over um maybe going over a little bit more about um experiences i've had that are very similar to yours things like that if you guys want to definitely have that episode or of course if natalia wants to have that second episode i am more than willing to do that episode um but to keep it in around the one-ish hour mark i do need to end the podcast here so thank you guys so much and thank you natalia for being a special guest on this episode thank you guys everybody for listening if you're listening on any podcasting broadcasting application or website and thank you thank you thank you so much for watching if you're watching this on youtube i hope you guys have a great rest of the day night morning afternoon evening or whatever time it is for you guys i'll see you guys in the next episode bye 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 definitely follow a little miss little miss natalia or another little miss bambi here at bambiosa B-A-M-B-I-O-S-double-A um, on Instagram and whatever other platforms that you can find her on. But see you guys later. Don't touch my profile. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.